Welcome to Faith and Science. I'm Dr. John Ashton. You know, the more I read about um, uh, some of the discoveries in, uh, in biology, the more I seriously can't understand why so many uh, biologists and scientists um, continue to be evolutionists. Uh, I was reading some statistics somewhere where um, there are very few, um, you know, biologists that um, uh, are creationists and and even uh, seem to be a a higher level of um, atheists in that group according to the particular study that was done. But this really amazes me um, when I look at the complexity of biological systems because it overwhelmingly points to a designer. I think one of the reasons possibly is that we have uh, the um, the dating that is done by um, geologists and earth scientists that uh, points to different structures being millions, hundreds of millions of years old and the fossils and so forth and, and people are... Uh, uh, are, are taught these these long ages, and I think we we have this silo effect in in science where uh, you know the, the geologists and the biologists they're they're fairly specialist fields, and people become you know when they do their doctorates become very specialised in a in a particular area, but when one looks at the big picture, steps back and look at the big picture, as I've you know taught, mentioned in many of my talks, see. The evidence for a young Earth and young life on Earth and even young universe is just growing. Um, The more accurate data we get, the more we learn about the, um, uh, you know, the the planets in our solar system. uh, The more we analyse light from distant parts in the universe. All these sort of things are indicating major problems with the long age theories that are being taught to um, our young people, to our future scientists. But um, many scientists obviously believe because, you know, that's what they've been taught, it's been drummed into them. But uh, one of the areas that really, uh, to me, points to a... um, uh, the evidence for a creator, uh, a superintelligence mind that has created living organisms um, and indeed our universe, um, is our immune system. Now, uh, I was recently reading an article by a scientist um, who'd, who'd worked in some cancer research for a while. And when he, he uh, wrote um, an article on the immune system, um, which he titled Your Ingenious Immune System, uh, cleverly configured to devour, deactivate and destroy. And he starts off by saying that, um, you know, imagine a, 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 a country that wanted to uh, protect itself um, from, um, you know, terrorist attacks, for example. And, and, um, and so... In order to do this, it sets up martial law um, with capital punishment for foreign invaders or rogue citizens. And then there are um, 
specialist centres for essential education and training and detention centres and waste disposal facilities and efficient transport systems. And um, he says this particular country uh, ensures its own survival by ruthlessly policing its borders and neutralising any men- uh, menace. And um, it does this by using surveillance and security ch- uh, checks um, it has a, a, a sophisticated uh, personal identification system that lets it detect and eliminate terrorists while protecting innocent citizens. Um, individual skills with uh, particular um, uh, uh, levels are trained to elite levels and um, become its police, soldiers and special operatives. Um, and then there's high-level communication to ensure coordinated responses um, to any uh, attack, uh, there's preemptive strategies are in place uh, to efficiently counter dangerous incursions. And if you think about this, or, and we can imagine this sort of uh, organize, you know, this being set up within a country, it re- require a lot of intelligence. Where you would have intelligent. Um, you know, politicians and military people and uh, medical people and all this sort of thing, coordinating all the all the different systems, policing people. Uh, so a lot of minds would be involved to make this work and set up the different systems. Now, what this um, scientist, Philip Bell, points out is that all this has parallels, this description that he uses, he said, parallels our body's ingenious immune system. And um, it works in so many different ways. It resolves faults arising in our own cells or tissues, which would otherwise compromise the operation of our body. It protects our body against um, external environmental perils. Um, And uh, also our immune system... um, deals decisively with anything that breaches our outer defences, the idea being to prevent it from causing havoc inside the body. And, um, of course, um, we uh, we know that there are many disease organisms uh, around. I mean, just yesterday our neighbour phoned us to say that um, they had covid and um, we're isolating for um, a week and a bit. And so, um, again, we, can, we know things like these viruses are around. Uh, but, of course, all these things, we know viruses, for example, can play an important role too in, in many ways. They regulate bacteria and so forth. But, and, and we know originally, of course, all these things, bacteria, viruses and so forth, were, were um, were uh, created harmless, and of course most are still benign. But since the curse of sin, um, the things have changed, and um, as evil came in, obviously it affected the. Um, and the Bible explains this: how it affected um, the organisms that inhabit our, our planet, including us, because we all have a tendency that way to um, towards you know selfishness and in order to you know protect our selfishness we can resort to lying or stealing and all, all sorts of things we know that has uh, come in now 
But it's interesting, just as uh, we've changed as a, as a result of sin over the years, um, a vast variety of bacteria, viruses, fungi, single-cell protozoa, and multi-cell parasites have also developed. But without an immune system, even burns and scalds could easily be life-threatening and small cuts um, could definitely prove fatal. I can remember my doctor uh, explaining to me after I got a small uh, cut in between my toes that became in, infected uh, while bushwalking, um, the um, uh, the doctor explained to me that you know these small infections take out more healthy men um, than you know most other causes because uh, men can tend to e- ignore um, uh, small cuts and not treat them properly um, to prevent infection. So there, are, when we look at our body, the way we're constructed, the major types of uh, defence or immunity. Um, the the one type is one that we're born with, and these are called the innate immune system. Um, they're not aimed at any individual threat, uh, such as specific disease. Um, whereas the second takes longer to set up. Uh, can get up to speed and is adaptive, and that is it responds to specific invaders um, and um, uh, this sort of thing. So we have these two types of um, immune systems set up, one that uh, we're just born with, and um, which is our innate immunity and one our adapted or acquired Immunity, which uh, deals with specific issues. So initially we're born with uh, a range of uh, defence mechanisms. We've got lymph nodes, we've got uh, our bone marrow system, we've got our spleen, um, we've got our appendix, um, payers patches, we've got our skin, uh, we've got the thymus and uh, mucous membranes and, of course, our, our tonsils. And so this innate immune system that is set up in our body does not change with repeat attacks, uh, but it has a number of forms of uh, defences, uh, mechanical, chemical and cellular defences, uh, which are each genetically programmed to immediately deal with a host of potential nasties. And, for example, unbroken skin is our first line of defence. It's an impermeable barrier between our body and the outside world. Um, And that would be like our border control or the border control agents in a a country. Um, But every now and again, of course, we we get cuts. Um, And this uh, leads to openings, and that's where we have to have a special immune system. Uh, to deal with those breaches in our skin. Of course, there are actually um, openings in our body. We have our eyes, nose, mouth, anus, genital openings, urethra, um, and, uh, of course, our airways are at, at risk from dust particles, microfibers, and etc. cetera. Uh, but all these openings in our body are lined with moist mucous membranes that trap foreign particles coming in, you know, you know coal dust, uh, you know, soil dust um, and so forth and, and little particles, nanoparticles that are floating around. 
um, as well as invading microorganisms tend to be stuck to these membranes. Um, and it's interesting, these membranes produce amazing uh, chemicals. So our skin, they produce various excretions that actually immobilise and kill pathogenic um, organisms. Um, the lining of our major airways in our lungs has mucus to trap alien debris and little hair-like cilia to sweep these out once they are uh, trapped and sweep these upwards towards the throat, which we then uh, is aided by coughing. Um, the oily uh, sebum produced uh, in our skin sebaceous glands contains lactic acid and other fatty acids which inhibit bacterial growth. Um, and um, it's interesting, lyocyme, this is an enzyme that's found in our tears and it can inactivate certain bacteria to help prevent eye infections. And, of course, in our stomach we have acid, uh, which, of course, is important for digesting and breaking down food, but it also destroys many pathogens that would otherwise harm us. And, um, and by um, urinating, that flushes out the lining of our urinary tract and keeps that clean. And so there are many of these things. Now, one of the important things that I need to point out, just even with these systems, is that... These particular acids, these particular fatty acids, the structure of our uh, skin, um, the mucus um, layers that are formed, these all involve specialist chemicals. They all have specialist chemical structures. And these chemical structures are all programmed in our DNA, which is a code, which is a language. And as I've you know, mentioned before, if I write the letter germ, uh, well, let's pick another one, mucus membrane, this, the spelling of the word mucus membrane doesn't look anything like a mucus membrane. It's a code. And so similarly, the code to make these things uh, via a ribosome to, and other processes in our body to assemble the proteins and structures is all in a code, a code that operates machines and tells machines what to do, how to assemble the components that we get from food. When we eat food, the food is broken down and that is assembled into these components. And of course, um, when we're conceived from our mother's egg um, and uh, that egg grows, that egg contains the program to make all these specialised parts. Now, the theory of evolution, of course, has to say that this amazing system evolved by chance. But it's so complex. I mean, we've just started with, uh, you know, our, our skin, but there are many specialised cells that serve important roles in our immune system. For example, there are our white blood cells, leukocytes, which make up about 1% of our blood volume. Um, they develop in our bone marrow. Uh, they then are deployed into our blood. Um, the, um, there's the lymph um, and the colourless uh, fluid in our lymph system also contains it in various tissue organs, for example, the spleen, thymus and lymph nodes. And so these um, also produce uh, lymphocytes, and they're central to um, uh, 
the adaptive immune response. And uh, so all these different types of leukocytes are, are absolutely amazing. Um, and there are those that are relevant to innate immunity, such as phagocytes, the cells that eat, they eat the body cells up. Um, these, uh, they can engulf and, and destroy foreign material, the invaders. Um, so, um, you know, there's, there's lots of these different types of specialist cells. You've got the neutrophils that make up about 70% of uh, leukocytes are like uh, privates in an army. They're the first line of defence against marauding um, uh, microbes. They engulf and digest any foreign body. Uh, then you've got um, eosinophils. Um, these are specialist sort of cells. They dampen inflammation and uh, are especially active against uh, parasi uh, uh, parasites. And then you've got basophils. Um, they're active against bacteria and parasites. They uh, produce histamine, releasing it. Um, if uh, an allergen like pollen enters our body, it enables uh, uh, the uh, fighting cells to get to infected areas more quickly. They're also responsible for the watering of your eyes and a runny nose. And so um, the immunity of the the way these immune systems work is is very um, you know complex. So so I said we've got the macrophages, the big eaters, you know the main uh, body scavenger cells. They're like waste disposal workers. Um, then there's monocytes. Um, they only make up about two to eight percent of leukocytes, and they're equipped to recognise perils and. Um, uh, really dangerous uh, other cell types. They um, have, again, these really specialised roles uh, within our body, particularly related to inflammation. And then there's the natural killer cells. Um, these are special lymphocytes uh, which um, know uh, to avoid normal healthy cells but attack rogue cancer cells or cells infected with viruses, they can um, deal with these uh, cells. So unlike innate immunity, of course, um, adaptive immunity is specific to a particular type of invader, and so it's ultimately more powerful. However, it's much slower to respond um, because the um, what in a, in a way the cellular response has to be briefed and then deployed before carrying out its um, uh, mission. And so uh, the lymphocytes and operatives in the adaptive system include our B cells, the B lymphocytes and T cells, and they're like uh, police trained in various specialist areas of crime fighting. Uh, some have short-lived, some live for months or years, accounting for the ability to remember invading cells um, long time. The T-cells are called because they're educated to maturity in your thymus gland, um, which is that gland overlying the heart. Um, and, um, and some have an auxiliary function, so they're called T helper cells, and some are killer cells, they're the T cytotoxic cells. Yeah, there's an um, amazing role, but I think one of the important things is that all these defence systems operate together. Um, 
and protect us from the invaders. So we're under constant assault from billions of foreign antigens. Um, the um, antigens are, uh, that come to us um, in the forms of, you know, um, bacteria and um, different infectious agents, viruses and so forth, um, these all have to be dealt with um, when they get into our body through a cut or through breathing them in, this sort of thing, when our innate immune system is, is overwhelmed. And I guess the, the bottom line is that it, it's hard for me to you know, just explain by talking without diagrams and, and so forth to illustrate how complex our immune system is and the, the set of chain reactions that occur, how one mechanism is switched on, that mechanism switches on another support mechanism and so forth. Um, because both the innate and adaptive immune system are really much, much more complex than I've tried to explain. Um, our leukocytes, for example, um, secrete many types of um, what we call cytokines, and these fall into different categories, um, CSFs, TNFs, interleukins, interferons, and they all have complex roles in immunity. For example, T-cells produce various interferons that are crucial in antiviral resistance. Um, and uh, one sort, um, the IFN uh, gammas, they activate and recruit macrophages. Um, and then we've got NK cells, natural killer cells, um, to, um, they activate them to fight viruses as well. So we've got all these sort of switching on mechanisms. So again, so that these immune systems don't destroy good cells and so forth. Um, some invading cells are too big to be devoured by uh, phagocytes. And so uh, T, uh, the um, T cytotoxic and natural killer cells, NK cells, punch holes in their membranes using a weapon called performin. The target cells then auto-destruct, after which the macrophages engulf any of the remaining debris. And, um, you know, this is... Um, it's an amazing system that is, is set up. And so all these systems that we're talking about have all these subsystems in them. Uh, also, so that all the cells, antibodies and cytokines get to where they're needed in their body, there has to be a transport system. And so our circulation uh, system um, is also designed so that our dedicated immune system cells, the police and crack troops, rapidly reach the sites of uh, disturbance, damage or infection. And so, you know, you've got the role of the, the lymph nodes and the ducts and vessels of the lymphatic system. And um, you could think of the nodes as detention centres where insurgents are detained and, and then eliminated. Um, and I guess overall, you know, whatever the, the menace is, um, there are dedicated cells that are always on hand to devour, deactivate and destroy, whether they're viruses, fungi, bacteria um, the, and other things attacking our body. Um, the immune system is truly a design 
a marvel. It really, really is. Um, and I'd en- encourage people listening um, to, you know, go go online and look up the immune system and, and read about the amazing complexity of it. It's astonishingly sophisticated. And um, to me and, and many creationists, it speaks so eloquently of a superintelligent mind of its designer. Um, it, to me, it's just overwhelming evidence of a creator. It's overwhelming evidence to me, these systems, that they could not arise by random, blind chance mutations. Because so early on, living organisms would have failed. You had to have a coordinated system. It's amazingly complex. It's taken years of scientific research to understand how our immune system works. Textbooks on our immune system are are, are really thick. Um, And as I said, I've found it really hard to do justice to describing how it works um, and explain it to you in my uh, talk today. When we think about this and these amazing systems that are all encoded for in our DNA um, and that code works perfectly to create these systems, you know, not only in us but, you know, plants have their own immune systems, um, all the different animals and insects have different types of uh, immune systems in them as well to protect living things so that they can reproduce. To me, this just points so eloquently to an amazing creator, but our immune system is really amazing. And um, I think that, again, it points to the overwhelming evidence that there truly is a God. And I know many young people are questioning this. Is there really a God? And there are so many distractions now with all the sort of computer games and artificial intelligence that's being created, uh, developed. Um, And again, this all takes in super intelligent minds to do this. And yet people are ignoring the overwhelming evidence for the super intelligent creator God that created us. The Bible, of course, explains that this God came and revealed himself to us through Jesus Christ, who performed miracles that were eyewitness that cannot be explained by science. And the people that saw those those miracles went on to give their lives to ensure that that message was written down and, uh, and kept for us, and they preached and told what they saw so that it could be preserved for us today. It's a shame that so many people are ignoring this message which is in the Bible, and that's why I'd encourage listeners and uh, those people who are Christians to encourage their friends to get a Bible and begin to read it and understand how this reveals our amazing Creator God. Remember, if you want to re-listen to uh, this program, uh, you can just Google uh, 3abnaustralia.org.au and click on the radio button and on the listen button. And there are many other programs on many other topics too uh, that you can listen to that all point to the amazing evidence for our Creator. I'm Dr John Ashton. 
Have a great day. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio. 